everybody. Today I'm here with Diva Neely, and she is the founder of the Facebook group Producing Influential Leaders for Tomorrow, or sorry, of tomorrow. Producing Influential Leaders of Tomorrow. Um, she works with entrepreneurs to find their voice in business through their messaging, engaging content, live videos, and speaking events without making sales feel salesy. Basically, everything to do with voice and presence. Welcome, Diva. Thank Hello. you for having me. Yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, so tell me a little bit about your background and why you decided to help people find their voice in business. Well, it's been a long road, uh, a good one, but a long road. I've been doing this for over 20 years. Wow. And I spent a lifetime uh, teaching. <laughs> I was a teacher for many, many years. And while I was teaching, I did this business as a side business because um, my background is actually in performance. I, I'm an honors graduate from an accredited theater school, and I was a working actor as well. So uh, I got into the business because some of my friends who were in shows came to me with some vocal damage and needed help. And I helped them. And all of a sudden I had more people coming to me. And next thing I knew I had this business going on without even really trying. It just happened very organically. And I've, I never had to market. Uh, I always had a waiting list and I eventually got tired of the uh, education world. <laughs> Not that I didn't love what I did. I just didn't love the politics in school. And I knew I loved working with my clients. And that was something that I really wanted to, to expand. And so I made the decision to do it full time. I left the classroom to pursue it full-time and then COVID hit. <laughs> and so all of a sudden I had to shift like so many people did and go online and figure out how I do what I have been doing for all this time, but now do it online. I was so used to doing it one-on-one -on -one and in person. So it's been a year of a lot of learning for me. Uh, with the whole tech and online world, but I did some courses. I learned from some amazing people. Um, I had some great coaches and I've sort of expanded the, the branch of what I do as, as a voice specialist so that I'm helping more people. And I work with people in all areas of voice. So I do work with performers. I do work with singers. A lot of my clients are on television and, and do work professionally in the entertainment industry. But I also have worked with business owners for years, uh, whether they s speak for a living and they needed my help with that, or I worked with people who spoke for a living like teachers. I did a lot of work with teachers because of vocal damage. Um, people don't realize it, but when you think about it, teachers are constantly talking over 30 kids in a classroom every day, all day. So there's a lot of vocal damage in that profession. And so it's teaching teachers how to use their voice properly so that they have it to use. And 
everything is just kind of expanded organically. So moving it online was a bit of a learning curve because I used to say I was technically challenged. I don't think I can say that anymore, <laughs> which <laughs> now I have to take ownership of actually, you know, doing this tech stuff. Um, but now moving it to a, the business world and, and really working with entrepreneurs and being able to work in, in group settings, group coaching has, has really sort of changed and, and evolved my business. So I work at helping entrepreneurs find their voice in business. And it's not something that people think about, but it's so, so important. It's kind of one of those hidden things that we don't address. And it can make the difference of watching you, who's engaging with you and, you know, who's following. So, you know, it's, it's a niche that I discovered very quickly is not something that a lot of people do. And with my experience and, and what I do and what I've been able to do with my own business online in a very short period of time, I can offer that and help other entrepreneurs do the same. Okay. Amazing. And, um, so yeah, you help people really find their voice, perfect their marketing, I guess, or make their marketing really authentically yeah. to them so they can kind of attract who they're meant to attract by being themselves, right? Yes, that's exactly it. And so um, what maybe are some tips that you have that would maybe, um, or that could drastically change someone's business and quickly? Well, the first thing that is so, so important and is way more difficult than it sounds is understanding your niche, understanding who is your ideal client and really having a clear picture of that client. Um, so, you know, I often recommend to my, my clients to draw a picture, find a picture in a magazine, something that can encapsulate who exactly they're speaking to. Because when we know who we are talking to, our messaging changes. And so an experiment that I do a lot in my group and I do with my clients is tell me what you do. And then I'll get them to do it again and say, now you're in front of a group of university students, first year university students, tell them what you do. Now you're in a kindergarten class, tell them what you do. See how your messaging changes based on who or what group it is that you're talking to. So when you have a clear picture of what that looks like and how that can affect how you use your voice, then your messaging changes and will attract that ideal client. So you have to know who are you talking to? Who are you attracting to you? And do you want to work with? Because those are the people you need to speak to in your messaging. And, you know, another easy thing, and it sounds again, easy, but it's shocking how many don't consistency posting on a regular basis. And so I train people, get out there, post in other groups, post in your group, post on your Facebook page, Instagram, whatever platforms it is that you use, get your face 
out there so that people are like, okay, who is this chick and why is she talking to me all the time? Or why am I seeing her everywhere? When they start seeing you in multiple groups, offering value, offering things and showing tips, whatever it is that you do to offer to other groups and to your own, people start seeing your name over and over and over again. And then they're like, okay, who is she? And they will look, they, they'll go to your Facebook page. So then that brings me to the third point. Make sure your Facebook page tells people who you are and what you do. So have a picture of you. Don't post a cute picture of your dog as your cover photo or of, you know, your, your backyard Make sure that people see who you are. We connect with people. We don't connect with pictures. So they want to see you in everyday life. It doesn't have to be a fancy photo, you know, professionally done. They just want to see you. And so you are the face and the voice of your business. So when people go to your Facebook page, make sure that they can glance at it, see your posts and that you regularly are doing so. And if you give them content that makes them stay on your page, they're going to get to know you and they're going to say, all right, I need to know more about this. I need to follow what she's doing and see if she can help me. Um. So what do you maybe recommend like that they block out a chunk of time every day and really get focused on that? Yes. Posting and building up their persona. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the Facebook thing is easy. Once you get your profile set up, then, you know, you're good to go. I always go back and check it every now and again and say, has anything changed? Do I need to shift anything? Or I'll change the cover photo just, you know, to keep it updated and, you know, me now versus me two years ago or whatever that may be. Um, but I, I want people to go to my page and know right away who I am, what I stand for and how I help people. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've seen your Facebook page. It is a good example of this, like, you know, you look at the page and then it really gives you a clear idea of, you know, what I do, who I do it for, you know, it's kind of like you yeah. also have that little teacher aspect, even though, you know, you're not teaching. Yeah. Teaching school anymore. I think for some reason it, this little, um, you know, join my Facebook group here reminds me of an apple or something. I don't know why. <laughs> I just saw, I mean, you read teacher and then you see that symbolism of the stem and the circle and that, yeah, that kind of reminded me of a teacher. I don't know if you meant to do that or not. Uh, I did not, but I, I often say you can take the teacher out of the classroom, but you can't take the classroom out of the teacher. <laughs> it's right? just written all over you. It is. It becomes part of who you are, which is why, you know, it's, it's a natural pr progression to, to being a coach because I'm used to teaching people. I'm used to being that person who can get information out that's easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to implement. That, that's my training, right? And so when you combine my, my teacher life with my acting life and my performance life and you put it together and 
call yourself a voice specialist, you're really giving those people the best of those worlds. So any imagery is totally subconscious <laughs> if it looks like a teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's really um, a cool and interesting combination, right? You have this performance, you know, like I'm putting on a performance, but I'm also confident and I'm also projecting, you know, the learning aspect, like I'm showing you this and showing you kind of this story of me and yeah, building this whole persona around it, you know, that blends well together, I think. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And the thing is, is I want people to see me for me that whether they see me on a live or whether they have a coffee with me and we chat somewhere, that that's me. How I present myself is me. So you're always going to get what you see. I don't, I don't want to put on any persona or pretend to know more than I do. And if I don't know something, I'm honest and say, you know what, that's not my area of expertise. Let me show you who you should talk to about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm humble enough to say, I don't know all things, but I am an expert in what I do. So giving off that confidence is, is just very natural, but it, what you see is what you get. Yeah. And I think that's really cool too, you know, with the finding the authentic voice. And I think a lot of people are trying to do that right now of like, I see so many videos and I'm told so many things that I should do, but that doesn't like resonate with me. And I don't want to do that. And, you know, then maybe take like getting the wrong people for, you know, and saying like, I'll help everyone or yeah. And then maybe not feeling like is as good about that or feeling like that you are helping because maybe they're the wrong person for you. And that's exactly it. And I just did a live in my group. I do something called the hot seat where group members volunteer and it's a chance for me to do live coaching so that people can learn through watching. And it also gives me a great opportunity to get to know my group members Mm -hmm. a little bit better and what they're doing, what their business is and what they're putting out into the world. And we were just talking about the authenticity of showing people who you are because you want to attract the people you want to work with. And to do that, you have to put that energy out into the world, right? And if you don't know who that is, you're going to get all kinds of people coming to you. And you're like, why am I a magnet for, you know, the wackadoodles? (laughs) Yeah. Think about what your messaging is. Think about how you're presenting yourself. And maybe there's something because you're trying to reach all people versus that laser focus of who your ideal client is. Mm, Yeah. And if you talk to all people, all people are going to come to you and you don't want all people. (laughs) Yeah. Then you're just sorting through and having to let people go and wasting time, I guess. Yes, totally. Um, Now, you gave us some great tips already. So some really awesome tips. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share with the group? I think we need to remember that we got into becoming an entrepreneur, running our own business for a reason and not to forget what that reason is. You want to stay passionate. You want to stay lit up because if not, you may as well just go and do a job then. So 
always stay true to yourself. Not that, you know, we don't have to step outside of the box and outside of our comfort zone and do things that are maybe uncomfortable for us to, for the betterment of ourselves or our business. But we also have to remember that the minute we're not lit up about what we do, or we're not passionate anymore, it's going to come through. And again, we're going to start resenting the life we're building versus enjoying the living of the life we're building. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the make the journey pleasurable, I guess, like it's all about the journey. You know, if you're just searching for the end goal, but the journey is drudgery, then what is the point? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Be excited to get out of bed every day, excited about the prospect of what today is going to bring you. And anybody who knows me and knows sort of my background, um, I'm a trauma survivor. So there were times, many years where every day was a struggle for me just to stay alive. Um, And so anybody who knew me then to see me now saying, you know, be excited about the start of your day. Sometimes I have a hard time sleeping. I wish it was tomorrow already because I want to get jumped like a a head start into what I'm excited about doing today. Oh, that's awesome. So always do a check-in with yourself and say, am I in alignment with me in alignment of what my intentions are and what I want to put out into the world? Am I happy doing what I'm doing? And if not start making the shifts to be that life's too short. Wow. That's pretty profound and a little scary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not meant to be scary but you know we only well, get I one mean, shot scary at this in that it, you know it, it it makes you face a lot like you know yeah like okay yes maybe people should change or you know I should change but then you've got a the scary part is can I let myself change right can I give up the not fun stuff because many times um and I'm not saying it's even true or authentic, but many times we are taught that, that you're not supposed to have fun. <laughs> you know, you're, this is supposed to be work. You know? yeah. Yes. But I think that's an antiquated view and we need to, we need to cherish each day for the gifts and the blessings that it is. And I, a part of my healing through that whole trauma process, me living in gratitude and really focusing. And it was hard at first, you know, I would, I, I set a course for myself where I was like, okay, I'm going to talk about or write down three things that I'm grateful for today. Some days were a giant struggle. I was like, I I'm grateful for, for my coffee. I'm grateful for caffeine. Okay. Yeah. I'm grateful for caffeine. And it became a habit though, where once I started doing it and I stayed consistent in doing it, all of a sudden I looked at everything from a place of gratitude, even the hardship, even the things that caused the trauma, I'm able to be grateful and, and I'm thankful that those traumas happened because they have structured my life for me to become who I am now. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, sometimes when I talk about that, I'll just be like, well, you know, if I want to look 
at it with an optimistic flip. Like, yeah, you could say me making that choice was so dumb or I could get down on myself that I should have never put myself in these bad situations. But if I look at it from an optimistic thing, from an optimistic perspective, how much stronger am I now? What did I learn? How did that bad thing make me more resilient or a bigger person, you know, or teach me patience or, you know, what did it do that maybe I wouldn't have had if I never would have allowed myself to make mistakes, you know? Absolutely. Everything happens to us for a reason and, and there are lessons for us to learn. Um, my brother was sort of the start of, of my trauma experience. He died by suicide. Oh, and no. I now say to people, his death made me live, saved my wow. life. Wow. And, you know, it, it took a long road to get to that point. And I mean, of course, I would wish it differently if it could be, right. but we can't change what happened. But really, it forced me to face some pretty ugly things that I was avoiding most of my life. And, you know, that knock and, and really pulling the, the rug out from under me forced me to face some of those things, which forced me to heal. Right. right. So I, I often say that I'm my brother, my brother's death saved my life. Yeah, you know, and um, like for, I guess for comfort or whatever, I've listened to, you know, I think it's like Carolyn Miss, I think is her name. And she, she talks about things, whether they are true or not about like how maybe we all have like these soul journeys and that, you know, so say your brother, you know, he came to this path and this was what had to happen in both of yours experience. And you already had this agreement, you know, and yeah, and um. I mean, I personally find that whole idea very comforting, right? Like, okay, you know, like this was horrible and I went through something horrible, but, you know, we're going to be reunited. And this was the plan that we had for each other. And his doing that was something that like led me to being the person that I am now to do whatever it is that I need to do in my yes. life, you know? Yeah. I find great comfort in that because it, thinking of things like that made me able to forgive those who have hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. Like and, as if like, and that's what she says is like, you know, like they agreed to do these bad things to you, not because they're not your friend, like in, you know, in the afterlife or, you know, in spirit, in like yeah. they, this was a pact that you had. And it's like, so it's like, okay, everything maybe was out of love. You know, everything was maybe out of love. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to see it in the moment and that's okay. But eventually you get to a point where you're like, okay, um, you know, that it happened for a reason. And instead of saying, why me? I, I try to say, what am I meant to learn from this? Yeah what is, what is the lesson here? Um, you know, and we don't know all the answers to all the things. And there's often those paradigm shifts where, you know, you're like, Oh, I've had the worst day. I was running late. And 
I, I didn't get up in time and I didn't get this done and that. And we get so caught up in the things we didn't do. Talk to the people who were frustrated the morning of 9-11 who didn't get to work on time. Yeah. And ask them how they feel about it now, right? Um, so things happen for a reason. Maybe it's it's meant to prevent us from something horrific or something, you know, unseen that would change our lives in a horrible way. Yeah, you know, and sometimes I have this attitude, like sometimes I'll feel like a lot of the things that, you know, and like, like we can also keep the flip side of like, what did I learn from this? But sometimes when things are just too frustrating and they're too hard and there's too many obstacles, I'll just be like, you know, it's not necessarily me giving up, but maybe this is a message that I should just do something else. You know, like this could be, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. or given opportunities to take a different path. Like it's like, your guides or whatever, or like, yeah, I know you want this, but like, I'm not going to give you that. Go over there, go over there. And you're like, no, I won't go over there. And then you're just like, okay, how much do you want to suffer? We'll keep telling you to go over there, you know, until you Absolutely do. true. A good friend of mine through, through the trauma said to me, you know, sometimes the universe has to hit you over the head with a two by four because you weren't listening to the messages before. And that- yeah profoundly impacted me when she said that it really got me thinking how many times did I say that I wanted to leave my job how many times did I say I wanted a different life I wanted to do something different and you know eventually the universe said oh stop talking whack here you go yeah yeah and I usually just get beat nearly to death (laughs) you know like uh, the amount of pain it takes you know I think my mom said that about me too like you were such a stubborn kid like I could just nearly beat you to death and you still wouldn't listen I'm like "Eh, still the same still the same (laughs) yeah it's very true and I think it's because there's a fear of just stopping and lying right how many times and I I do this with my clients too Sit there in silence, don't grab your phone, don't turn on music, don't have anything going, just sit. People get antsy, they get uncomfortable, they don't like the silence, but it's in the silence where we connect to, you know, perhaps the the messages that the universe is sending us or God or whatever people's beliefs are. And sometimes we need to sit in that uncomfortable silence to really gain perspective on where it is we need to, to take that step and what direction that needs to be in. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's really hard too, like how I had mentioned a minute ago, like, okay, well, do, you know, do what you love or whatever and make your life good. And it's like, yeah that's really hard because yeah, you could sit in the silence and get the message that I'm just not happy and I could do something different, but you're so, and I'm not saying everybody, but yeah, maybe you're so driven by what I should do and what I need to do. And this is the path that I need to do because this is the path to whatever goal I see, even though it's not ultimately the path that I want to be on, but it's the path that I have to do 
some way my brain is telling me that. But then when you tap in, you're like, but you don't want to do that at all. And what's the point of doing that at all? Like, how's that really going to benefit you? You know, we tend not to, to follow our instincts, you know, and then we'll do something. We're like, oh, I knew it. I should have done that. Right. We don't trust what we intuitively know. And then we think back and go, oh, I like I saw this happening and I didn't I didn't listen to myself. So this is oh, where yeah. we, and women especially like we're we're really good at avoiding our inner voice. And we need to sit and tap into that because it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like one of those um, avoiders. I feel like a lot of the time, you know, when it gets me in trouble because you'll just be kicking yourself later, you're like, yeah, I knew who he was the first day we met. I don't know why I decided to date him for like six years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or you see the signs, but you rationalize it. And then afterwards, you're like, I knew, like, I I totally saw the signs. I even acknowledged that I saw the signs. Yeah. And then it is all, yeah, I guess it's, it's kind of that, like, it's hard to, um, yeah, do things that you don't think like, like the rationalization, like, well, okay. And then, yeah, it's also hard to know. Cause like, we can keep, like I said, this optimistic outlook, like, okay, even these bad things are good things. And if I followed every intuition, I don't know, you know, maybe it would be great, but I don't even like, I don't even think I know how, I don't think we know how, you know. No, it's a, it's constantly a learning process. You know, I forever say I'm a work in progress always. Yeah. I think that's the best way to be a work in progress. That's what we all are. always something new to learn. And Facebook shows us that like regularly because they change something and you're Uh, like, I just learned how to do that. You're like, why, what did we need that for? I mean, my goodness. Yeah. I hate like so many updates and you're like, change the whole dashboard took me the whole time and from the last change to get here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's, just finish up here then, but it's been awesome talking with you. Um, so Eva Neely, and you can find her at the um, Facebook group, Producing Influential Leaders of Tomorrow. And tell me um, a little bit about um, the upcoming group that you, you're going to be working with and maybe how people can connect even more into that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm launching a group coaching program for entrepreneurs who want to have bigger, better exposure in their business, get more eyes on their stuff, gain like raging fans that follow them. And so together as a group, we will learn how to plan our messaging, how to word our messaging so that it works for each person's individual business that will create that desire for their ideal clients to find them. And so it's a three-month program and I'm super excited. I've got lots of bonuses thrown in there as well, including a book that's uh, a journal that a friend of mine and I, we published, we're throwing that in for free and uh, lots of other little goodie bonuses in there as well. 
I'm super excited. So that's launching the first week in April. And um, it's, it, I'm not new to group coaching because I've done, well, I used to teach a class. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a new program for me versus working one-on-one with people, which I still do as well. But uh, I really like the idea of creating a community of people who are helping each other. Yeah. Yeah. There's power in the group. So that's really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing so much knowledge with us today. And I really appreciate you for coming. Thank you for having me. Super fun. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Bye.